I love I love the shirt by the way, the Jason Voorhees at Camp Crystal Lake. It's so fucking brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. It's a cool overall. So huh? Oh, well, you got to start with your mask down, Jess. I was oh, thinking the same. Yeah. Uh, you're right. Oh my god. I'm I'm scared yes. right now. I'm pooping my pants a little bit. Did I tell I told <laughs> you about Remy, I told you about how Remy how Remy knows Jason now. Oh, she does? Yeah, cuz I she, fucking Are they best friends? No, I was downloading a video game. It was Friday the 13th video game, adult video game. Oh. And it was downloading, and it takes like half an hour to download these big games. Oh, and so man. she's sitting next to me, and she's downloading with the logo. That's it. I didn't know that once it's like a certain percentage download, it starts playing cutscenes from the fucking game. So Remy's asking me questions like, who am I? What's Jason? You know, is he scary? Blah, blah, blah. So we're sitting there, and I'm just playing with her, and we're laughing or whatever. And then it starts playing cutscenes where Jason grabs a fucking kid and runs his face through a tree branch. And uh, <laughs> Remy... Yeah, Remy looked at me with a, like, it was the heartbreaking look. Like, where it's like, it's not, she wasn't just scared because she heard a loud noise or she had a bad dream. It was a horrified look. And she looked at me, she's like, did he hurt him? And she was like horrified. She was trembling. And I was like, no, 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 no. And I turned the TV off. I was like, no, I no, literally no. say, it's not, no, it's not real. That is not that, real. I, no, I said, I'm all, it's not real. I'm all, it's make believe. Like, there's not real people like that. Like, even little does she know. And I was like, yeah, it's not real people she like that. She doesn't like, know that yet. Yeah, and she's like, okay, but now she knows that every time I drink, I have a coffee mug with a hockey mask on it. And she's like, Jason. I was like, man, it's Jason. <laughs> oh, it's burned in, bro. It's fucking Don't ever tell anybody how well, you really know Jason. <laughs> What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious, along with just the total package, Craig the British Bulldog, and Cuz is under some breaks somewhere, bringing you our perspective on the total of world. Oh my god, the world of professional wrestling. I am terrible. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Happy Halloween, Dave. Know what I mean? Hi, know what I mean? It's good to see you, buddy. Um, I'm really, uh, uh, Jason. You, you. I don't think you were invited to this podcast. Ring, 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 ring. That's really scary. Is that really I'm Jason? Go- I'm gonna warn you in advance. I'm probably gonna have to take the mask off to wear my glasses because I can't <laughs> see. Anything. I can't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it was good while it lasted. What's up, Jess? What is? And I don't want. And I don't want contacts for those people. Who are like, just for contacts. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, that shit hurts. No one knows. I can't that, like, fucking do it. I tried. Is, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And but that is Jess under the mask, uh, Mr. Jason Voorhees. What is the topic, gentlemen? What is going on? The wrestling scariest characters. We're, it's uh, a Halloween episode, huh? Halloween yeah. 2021. And for people on radio, Dave is a bottle of sriracha. That's right. <laughs> I did not take this nearly as serious, but my friends love it. They're like, that is the most ridiculous and oh, most yeah. funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. If you're listening on Google Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, Dave, Dave I is a bottle of Google Podcast, right? 
Dave is a bottle of Sriracha. I am Jason Voorhees. And Craig is Whale and Mercy, which if we had a competition, he'd win. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I was just trying I to I don't know. Funny. There's... What Je- Jess is wearing a legit Jason outfit it with like the really proper good. overalls. It's not like a BS like two dollar Target hockey it mask. It's, it's a legit. The on the tag, it's fucking, yeah, it, it's perfect. No. Looks Wait, amazing. It's a wrestling podcast. Craig wins. Just fucking yeah. take the victory. Oh, I'll take it. Gold medal. <laughs> no, you, you you are the gold medalist. Waylon Mercy. We'll get into that. I'm sure. Or you can watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel on social media. Can you do us a solid and give us a follow? Look at Jason putting on his glasses. <laughs> on Instagram or Twitter, OWG. His weakness is his eyes. So he can't see from far away. Or maybe it's close. Before he kills you. Uh, Waylon, are you are you going to tell us the way of the world out there and the the planes and tell us what's well, going on, Mister Mercy? Jess will probably explain it better, but I figure I'll just spell it out like this: You have a gimmick or character. That in your childhood or something you like was scary, whether it's like Halloween scary or maybe just like realism as a scary individual you don't want to see in a dark alley. Or if someone was demented in the side of Satan, know what I mean? It might touch <laughs> you in that way. We're going to pick the OWP's scariest character. Take it, Jess. Know what I mean? That's perfect. Uh, yes, so I, whatever character that you think is the scariest or spookiest or just made you a little uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> to, some of those. Yeah. This is the time to bring it up. You know what I'm saying? I am uncomfortable yeah. right now. Yeah. All of 95. So I want oh, to... No. Uh, yeah. No, the, the, That's the just bad wrestling, Craig. Craig. That's different. Um. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so uh, we, we... No one can choose The Undertaker because because, you know... It's yeah, the Undertaker. That, that, yeah, that's what they call low hanging fruit. Okay, we yeah, know we, he's the we made the icon. He's not, before yeah. this episode started to say we'll talk about the Undertaker because it's amazing. But none of us, nobody knows our picks, by the way. But we all said the Undertaker is just too easy, and the first person that's going to get a chance to pick is going to pick the Undertaker. We love the Undertaker, so don't get all crazy, you yeah. Undertaker fans out there. And, and we stayed away from the obvious. Like, I'm not going to disqualify Kane, but I think that's an also an obvious choice. I'm not saying that you guys can't choose Kane. I'm just saying, to me, in my opinion, he's up there with the Undertaker, where it's like they're so famous that I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. like Undertaker yeah. is off limits. I'm we not going to make you some Kane genuine gems that you may have not heard yeah. of. Before. Yeah. yeah, the uh, the Pumpkin Express. They they're a great tag team, but the Pumpkin Express, the Pumpkin uh, Express. were just too Halloweeny. Uh, also, and spooky. The, yeah, the, what are you doing right now? The Jack O' Lantern Humpbacks—they were good. No, we're not going to no, talk about really them good. today. No. <laughs> so you know, since uh, you are dressed appropriately, Craig, what's your first choice? I have a feeling I know who it is, huh? Yeah, uh, let's kick it off with Waylon Mercy. We've talked about him in the archives, and what actually you guys would know what episode. We actually ahead of it, up. ahead of their time, ahead of their time. Uh, yeah. Um, but Dan Spivey, the year was 1995, kind of based off a character, that scary it, picture completely. Look at his eyes, like he worked it based on uh, uh, Cape Fear, the movie that Robert De, um, De Niro uh, yeah. kind of played off vignettes with that. That dagger in his head would be completely normal and super quiet and creepy until the bell rung and then he'd get you. Um, his promos were great. Go back and look at him. He was kind of unnerving. We were old enough far in the game of fans to appreciate it as a gimmick. Um, but it was like, it was really well done. And it obviously, it, we dedicated a segment of uh, ahead of their time to it. It's also like a forefather of Bray Wyatt. So it's something that stuck and resonated. It just 
wrong place, wrong time, and the him Dan Spivey in, injury prone as he was, the gimmick wasn't around very long. But it was. Uh, I remember the promos. The promos were daunting. yeah, daunting. and he was great. He did it perfect. Yeah, loved it. I, yeah, you can't you can't deny Way of the Mercy as like yeah, that guy kind of scared me. Waylon Mercy. You get the impression this man is uh, extremely dangerous. And wait a minute, look at this. That's Clipper on a plan on Hardy. We're going to look at Mercy's face. Waylon Mercy applying a sleeper hold on Jeff Hardy. Look at his eyes. Lives of all Waylon Mercy's hands. In those vignettes. We saw him, uh, because Kate Fear is freaky. Like, if anyone's seen that movie, it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And uh, to base a character off that tune, we actually saw him. We went to the Lake Elsinore Storm Stadium in oh, the summer yeah. of 1995 <laughs> and saw, <laughs> and saw Waylon Mercy. And he was in the opening match against 123Kid. And uh, I remember him coming down, and he was yeah, a heel, obviously. But he walked down purposely high-fiving the fans, going, thank you so much for coming out. Thank you. It's so good to see you. Thank you. And he was creepy doing it. It was awesome, it was awesome to see him live do that. So I'm glad I got to see uh, Waylon Mercy, otherwise known as Dan Spivey, for those of you We've, guys who uh, don't know. That, that show brings back so many memories. Of, it's in our archives. Uh, go check them out. But, yeah, the Lake Hills were a storm under 100-degree heat and yeah. I want to say 80% humidity was. Yeah, probably 1,500 people tops. Yeah. People yeah. did not want, wrestlers did not want to be there. That's <laughs> what I would say. No, not at all. Very upset uh, to be there. So we'll keep it rolling here. Uh, David, uh, what's your uh, your first choice? Your offering uh, for a spooky wrestler that you found oh, really creepy or spooky. I, I'll, 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 I'm going to do the one that's kind of, I don't want to say it's goofy, but it definitely plays into the gimmick it's, first because the one I want to talk about later is really freaks me out. Really freaks me out. But the first one, the boogeyman, bro. The boogeyman yeah. grosses me out, scares me. Um, this is a man who, you know, if, if you talk about his back, his backstory a little bit, he, they had vignettes that were incredibly scary, incredibly creepy, and then he gets injured and it's delayed. And when you finally see him, people are like, "Oh, it's not a big deal," but then he goes out there and he eats like buckets of worms on live television. Like this guy is like, "No, it's protein, bro. It's fine." But <laughs> ignore the small. I will put a bigger picture. Sorry. No, it's a, a oh picture. yeah. I mean, I know you're on the fly here, just because you don't know. Where in we're edit. In but oh my god, this guy is in. You, know, you see, a tremendous shape, and just insects, yeah. worms hanging out of his mouth, and and torturing people, and it's gross. He, yeah. He it was the most legitimately him. disgusting, like recurring gimmick. Those worms that I think wrestlings have. The Other than maybe Gangrel's blood or something, but like those worms were—they stayed with me. It's traumatic. It's disgusting. And they weren't like they weren't like just the weird worms you found. Small. He ate like, fucking he, earthworms. Like, yeah, we're, yeah, no, and we're talking like like protein-fed earthworms. Double A night crawler size five. Yeah, or yeah, we're talking like that. any bigger, they would have been snakes, bro. Like big, <laughs> like big fucking worms, and hanging out of his mouth, and he would chop them yeah. and cut them in half, and. Like just what they think of Kurt Angle. Burning bridges falling down, falling down, falling down. 
I'm the boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you. <laughs> What you, what you using for bait there? Uh, boogeyman worms. Oh, cool. Good luck. <laughs> they should have had it. They should have coined that. Boogeyman worms. Mm-hmm. Those are some big worms that he was eating on a regular basis. Like, yeah. Fishermen were upset because where's where's my worm size five? Oh, Boogeyman took him to the ring. God damn it. it not to put... What, what, what ultimately happened to Boogeyman? Oh, Jess, you got to help me. I, no, I listened to one of the podcasts. I think it was something to wrestle... And he got released, but it was just it was his time to go. Um, yeah. And he was he was an older guy when he got into the sport, um, so it was just he was really like a novelty act, basically. Jess, you was. can totally edit yeah. this out, but wasn't he a part of the um, the uh, the Tough Enough where he said he was forty and he was actually? 50? I th- I think you're right. It might have been the first. Tough and they enough, were they he, weren't mad well, about the fact that he, he lied old. about his age. They're like he lied about his age by shape. a decade. Yeah, they're, 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 you're in great shape. We liked you, but you lied about your age, and we don't like that. And so, like, yeah, he lied because he was older. Like, he was older when he started. I think he was, like, yeah. fucking, like, 40 or something, or almost 40, something like oh, that. Yeah, so God. he said he was 30, but he was actually 40. Yeah. And he was he in tremendous great. shape. Yeah. Which yeah. is never too old. Don't uh, chase your dreams, guys. And I'm saying that because I'm 45 <laughs> dead inside. Well, and, and, like, Batista it. did it. <laughs> Batista was able to do it later, right? So that yeah. happened. But that, that set him back. Um, on that tough enough, he was, he was a tough enough uh, episode. Luthes? Oh no, Luthes! Like eighty years old, so Greg Gagne, I'm seventy. No, you're eighty, Luke. Get the fuck. Vern Gagne, uh, old man Parsons, was pressure. Don't, don't, oh god! Guys, hey, all those guys are scary, but for different reasons. Yeah. Let's be real about it. Yeah. Um, Jess, who you got, man? Well, I am going to pick uh, somebody that's on AEW, so she is recent. Bro. Um, and she's pretty fucking scary. Uh, her name is Abaddon, and oh, she's been on AEW Dark a lot lately, too. Her real name is Monica B- B- Bidnell, B-E-A-D-N-E-L-L. I've seen, I hope I've seen I the, the right. photos, bro. Uh, she, yeah, she, she puts the work in. To she look. trained at Rocky Mountain uh, Pro Wrestling Academy. She debuted in only 2018. She made her wow. AEW debut on Dynamite on June 17th, 2020. Uh, her finishing moves are the Death Driver... Uh, and the Grave Digger, and I'm going to put her picture up right now. She's freaking. I didn't know we were doing finishers, Jess. You're making us look bad now. Good. Uh, she's. I'm going to put uh, clips as I'm talking of her finisher in as well, but um, I'm going to put her picture up right now. She's really like disturbing, uh, but I'm going to show you uh, she puts, what she looks She like. puts the work in the makeup, yeah? Oh, yeah. my goodness. Wow. Yeah, she's super, super. She's awesome. Like, and I really I hope that she keeps working her gimmick. And they, they're like, they're using her sparingly on AEW, and I like that because they're not trying to waste her or overexpose her or anything like that. Wow. She's awesome. If you haven't seen any of her matches, go on YouTube. You can type in uh, her name. Uh, it's uh, A B A D O N Abaddon, and uh, you can look at some of her stuff. And she's a pretty good wow. wrestler too. And she actually on her Twitter account, she actually recently just put up um, a weight loss. She lost like fifty pounds or something like that. She's working out hard and stuff, so she looks That's great. great. And uh, I'm going to show you actually uh, what she looks like without her makeup, um, because uh, she is she's kind of she, hard on the eyes here, but uh, she's, she's putting very... that's a lot of makeup. She's putting the work in to look totally scary. Yeah, that's a great name too, Abaddon. You you yeah, can tell really like quite it quite that. Takes down Rossi. I notice here seeing in her cheek something I need to look into. Taz, oh. 
Abadon just driving Rossi into the canvas. And Abaddon gets the victory. Here's your winner, Abaddon. Now, Tess, take a look right here. Just face first. Go ahead and establish. I was going to say, I mean, I know we're going to take a look at the replay, but I want to find out more. Uh, I mean, what that division was, that, that was, was. A lot of talks along the along the fire outside with your friends to pick that mm -hmm. game out. Like, she worked that through. Yeah, and she's really like she's a good looking woman. On top of it all, it's completely different. Look look at the work that she's put in to to be that character. That's amazing. There's there's not too many wrestlers that would put that in. And, and, and by the way, just, and, oh, she can work, uh, right? Obviously. Yeah, she can work really well. I mean, she's only been in the sport for three, four years, but she'll figure it out. But um, gimmicks sometimes, you really believe in the gimmick, and she looks like she's passionate, so I appreciate that. Um, but as she comes down to the ring, she crawls on all, four, all, all fours down to the ring, like a creepy, oh, like, you know, from the ring or whatever. And then she actually spits blood out of her mouth as she's, like, crawling down to the ring. Like, she's, yeah, so it's, 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 it's pretty cool. So uh, that's my... That's my first offering. She's I, well, I Jess. Really... We, we, we'll hang it up now because you done stole the stole the cake on this one. That was a yeah, good no, I, mean, I try. Uh... <laughs> I, don't know why I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know why. Nah, come on, man. Come on. Uh, all right, uh, Craig, Rowdy made his way. Rowdy scares us, but for different reasons. Um, what's your episode. second guy, Craig? My uh, my second choice, and again, this is kind of not the conventional kind of spooky or kind of demonic or that kind of era. Mine was one as a child or as a fan in 1992, which had a, a realism to me where I was legitimately kind of scared of um of the guy. Um, and it was just a cool little scary, wacky, like oh he might snap, and then his uh, he, kind of things happened to where conspiracy theories are not a truth about maybe he was just as scary as his gimmick but i'm talking about nails um who oh, was debuted uh as as a, as a foil against big boss man he wore a correctional facility orange jumpsuit he would kind of spit um spittle and froth uh 24 7 as he just kind of beat his own hand with the the, the nightstick that he that he stole uh he had this kind of realism that was kind of very cool you've seen kind of cops but like he played like I guess the Hannibal Lecter kind of crazy prisoner role uh, to perfection. It was memorable for the short run, and then did he or did he not attack Vince McMahon? Or things happen? Or what's choked the story? Him. He tried to choke him. He the the story goes is that he was really pissed off with his SummerSlam 1992 payoff, and so he went into Vince's office and he tried to choke him. Like he went over his desk and tried to choke Vince uh, because he felt like his payoff should be bigger. Now. That has become the the folklore and and possibly the truth about nails because his run was short lived because of that and he was fired obviously promptly after so I'm assuming that that is a real story, um, but what people don't remember is his beatdown of the boss man was really brutal for 1992 and when the bubblegum WWE, yeah and uh, he beat the sheik cuffed boss man to the ropes and beat him with a nightstick and then the next week on Superstars or two weeks later. They talked to Bossman on the phone, but they showed like still photos <laughs> of uh, his bruises. They bruised him up and everything like that, and it looked brutal. Like he was really beat. Was like, I'm gonna be okay. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. And I remember in 1992, you know, like I was what 15, 16, something like that, um, being like, "That's disturbing." Like that's like. He's kind of like they did a great WWE was yeah, always they, they or WWE in the moment for sure. WWE, yeah, they're always good at with characters, and then afterwards, obviously, like you know, as Bruce says, that damn bell had to ring, and Nails was awful. 
um, in the ring. Yeah. So he and and that was part of the reason why his character was short lived as well. But at the same time, he tried to kill the owner. He can't do that. So um, he, he's spooky for that reason. Spooky. But uh, Neil's that that uh, get that angle with the boss man was is underrated in the sense that it was it was really brutal and a little bit uncomfortable for 1992 WWF. Yeah, perfect example. Yeah. Who is he? I don't know who that is. It's it's not it wasn't common for night for 1992 WWF for sure. Wow, yeah, underrated. All right, Dad. What's your oh no, um, <laughs> you cut me off guard, buddy. And you're um, like, whoa, well, me? No, this is my me. turn. Um, okay, my guy that we're gonna talk about um is not spooky at all. He just scares the shit out of me, and he scares the shit out of me. Shoot style. And we're talking about Bruiser Brody. I'm, yeah. I'm This guy's dead and I'm still scared of him. Um, yeah. I can't even tell you. Um, Bruiser Brody, I, I, I watched him as a young kid. I was scared of him then when I didn't understand what was gimmick and what was not. And even as I grow into the, the business and understand it more, and I hear about the fork, the fork lore. I'm sorry, the folk lore of Bruiser Brody. I, I, I really freak out. Um, we talked about Lex Luger versus Bruiser Brody in one of our Wrestling Gets Real archives. Check it out. And Lex Luger is so scared of Bruiser Brody that he jumps out of a steel cage and disqualifies himself because Bruiser is no selling him and trying to legitimately hurt Lex Luger. And I, I'm, I know Lex Luger is not. He, he he can't shoot on you. He's he's just that kind of bodybuilding guy and someone we expected so much more to be. There's so much on Lex Luger in our archives. You would enjoy uh, what we talk about with Lex, but Bruiser Brody got upset with Lex for some reason and said, I'm going to no-sell you, and if you stay in here any longer, I'm probably going to hurt you. And this is the ultimate character slash shoot of Bruiser Brody on the regular that in my opinion probably gets him killed in Puerto Rico with multiple stab wounds that honestly nobody was held accountable for. That's how scary this person was. You can argue that it was a beef with money and things like that, but I can also argue that they thought Bruiser was crazy. They thought this guy was a crazy man. And you can't tell me that's not part of why he died in Puerto Rico and why no one to this point ever has been held accountable for his death. Even what thirty, forty years later, just keep me honest there with the with the timeline. But this guy legitimately scares me, and he's not even here anymore. But he scares me to death. Yeah, no, Bruiser is a, and he was a pretty good worker too. But he was one of those guys that um, back when wrestling was real, even to the people in the locker room, you had to keep up a certain like gimmick and you had to keep up a certain facade about yourself. And Brody just chose to be. Uh, crazy, like in the background, yeah. I mean, he wasn't like nuts per se, but after the match with Luger that he spoke about, Luger went up to him afterwards. He's like, "Is everything was everything okay?" And he's like, "Yeah." And it was just like, <laughs> "Okay, like yeah." It's just he was 
he got pissed about something and he was you didn't fuck with him so there's good and there's bad to kind of living your gimmick on the outside you know like and, and uh brody yeah. did that for sure his percy pringle just stands by with a grimace on his face well that looks like that's it mark albadrill you're absolutely right bruiser buddy with an impressive win here's chris kirsten with the announcement winner of the match in three minutes and 11 seconds bruiser Brody. al before we break his legend lives on and um uh daniel bryan at wrestlemania 30 when he won the heavyweight championship and the world wwe championship in yeah. his big moment uh he actually wore fur around his boots to celebrate bruiser brody because it was one of the people that he kind of Idolized. was infatuated with like as he was growing oh, wow. up and yeah so the that the furry boots that he wore was to pay tribute to bruiser brody i'm telling uh, you that's Bru cool bruiser bruiser's uh history scares me to this day it's i mean just google like bruiser brody entrance to pan and he would just kind of chase in the crowd he would just everyone would just go running from him <laughs> like almost like stan hansen used to whip people with the cowbell and everyone I would mean, clear like brody yeah. would just walk and they would that's what wrestling was back then you know he yeah. had to really make people think that you were a piece of shit or yeah. that you were crazy because be you didn't want people to come up. Nowadays, you know, we go up to a heel in an autograph session, we get their autograph, and they more than likely, unless you're MJF, you, uh, you know, you, they high five it's the you. Only guy that works the twenty four seven MJF. Yeah. But that's so unless you're him, like you know, you get you can go up to a heel now and sign, get an autograph signed, and you know, oh, shake his hand. Oh, you're great, man. Thanks and all that stuff. But back then, no, no, like Bruiser Brodies and people like that, they did they live their gimmicks around you all the time because they did not want. They wanted you to buy tickets to watch them because you didn't know who they were and you didn't know what they were all about. So he, they didn't want to—they didn't want to give you the answers for sure. That—that's the ultimate shoot. Ah, oh, wrestling when it was good. Oh no! And people Damn got killed it. in Puerto Rico. That's yeah. David. Uh, so my my last entry. I'll go on and, and close this out here. Um, I don't know if this is the best one, but he was the first one. I would just see pictures of this guy in magazines covered in blood with forks in his hands and uh like oh. you know, chisels chisels like taped up with white uh, like medical tape going. and uh, uh i anyway. was was always like in awe and kind of scared uh of abdul of the butcher and uh he's a w and he was very controversial towards later in his life too because he has hepatitis and he would, perp I mean, if anybody knows an Abdul the Butcher, you can see his face, and he has uh, deep grooves in it from cutting himself. And on, um, every, on, on a nightly basis, he was also known for telling his opponent, "Don't worry, man, I'll take care of you. I'll cut you too." Like you know, what you kind of <laughs> the rule in wrestling is like you don't let the other person cut you because they can't gauge the depth that they're cutting you. But he would actually take forks and put it in people's heads and try to cut them open the hard way if they let him. And uh, later, there was a lot of controversy, and I know you can probably find something on the internet um, about him uh, purposely knowing that he has hepatitis bleeding onto other people, like in matches and stuff. Oof. And so that was a big, that was a big point of contention. And I think when he got put up for the WWE Hall of Fame, that was also a big point of contention because people were like, "How the fuck can you put this guy in the Hall of Fame if he's pretty?" There's multiple people that have come out saying, "Yeah, he." He, he knew he was hepatitis. positive, yeah, or yeah, he gave me hepatitis, and or he knew he was positive, and still went out and did it. Um, I don't know, I, I don't know, I don't, don't know if he's never been convicted in my, as far as my research is concerned. So I'm not trying to celebrate him if he is that kind of a bad person, but we're talking about spooky characters here, and uh, he freaked me out because I he was one of those guys <clears throat> in the back that never fucking let up. Like you know, Mick Foley 
you would know later as like, oh, he's just a really fucking smart, articulate person. Yeah. And he was not he was not Cactus Jack. He was not mankind. Like he was not anything like that. I've never seen Abdul the Butcher be anything but Abdul the Butcher. And I, as a magazine, because he was too gruesome for WWF at the time when we grew up. So he was never going to be in WWF. NWA slash WCW would have him pop in and out here and there, and he would do some crazy matches against Cactus Jack and other people. But for the most part, I remember him in Pro Wrestling Illustrated and uh, the Wrestler magazines and all that stuff of him just covered in blood, having an opponent against the ropes, shoving a fork in his head. Yeah. And I just, I will never forget that image of Abdul the Butcher. And so he spooked me the fuck out, especially when I was a kid. Like he was. And just, I thought about Abdullah too. He's, he's on that list. He's, it's just. Watching those matches and everything leads into a pile of blood every night. You, you can tell by just looking at his forehead in the photo you displayed. It's, I, yeah, man, cre- it's creepy. Like, how do you? Bill has to. Akeem running to the throat by Paul Jones. The skate hitting right in the throat. They're doing anything and everything to keep him from arm wrestling. Butcher. How do you do that? He had, sc- he had scars on his shoulders. He had scars on his arms. He had scars on his head. Like he cut mm-hmm. himself with anything. Before we knew what death matches were, all like, we had was like it was like one image every couple of months of Abdul the Butcher with just bleeding, bleeding down. down his face. Yeah, in the still frame. And, and uh, the more body, modern right? version was a uh, Necro Butcher was in the yeah. more modern one. And he was in The Wrestler, the movie The Wrestler as well. And then you kind of realize there, like, oh, he's kind of a coherent guy. You know, like, he's yeah. kind of, he, he's articulate. Right? Yeah. yeah, he's articulate, uh, you know, and stuff like that. But Necro Butcher was also another one that, like, you're like, dude, he's not real. Like, he would sit there with a stapler gun and staple your fucking head. And then he would let you staple his head. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, but uh, Abdul the Butcher was the original, like guy that would just grab objects out he would have taped it was like a chisel that he would tape with white medical tape and he'd fucking ram it like into the his opponent's head forks and all that stuff is crazy it was crazy i don't like that <laughs> I, I, I think you said it best right out i'm thinking about like how we all thought for a moment yeah we can get into wrestling and then we watch that we're like no we no we won't i'm not i'm not gonna wrestle the butcher like no way like, even watching like Dusty back in the day, and Dusty was covered, riddled in scars, like just had to to your forehead or your shoulders, you know. Just and Dusty wasn't like in death matches or anything like that. No, like... he was just he was just opening hard, just opening up, hardware. Yeah. Or not. Um, but Abdullah was doing it for the gore of it and doing it to like really like you go home and go, I don't want to go to sleep tonight. That was awful, and and there is a difference and. Yeah, Abdullah is right on that list, Jess. I think you you nailed it. And he had once he he used to have a uh, uh, ribs in all you can eat Chinese food restaurant in like Georgia or something. Abdullah, which I always wanted to go to. I think it's closed, but Abdullah the butcher had like a Abdullah the butcher's house of ribs ribs in China, all you can eat Chinese food or something. If Man. you don't finish, if you don't finish the plates, you have to take a fork and try to stab the yeah. person like over. Oh my so happy birthday, lo- young man! I have to before we close this episode. <laughs> Happy birthday, young man. Stab yourself with a fork. Um, <laughs> before we close this episode, I have to say that I love your costume. But you do look like Eugene Levy a little bit with your eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wanting to tell you that the entire episode. Which is a compliment. But like, uh, yeah, your, your costume is fantastic. But it could totally be Eugene Levy. Maybe. <laughs>
Because <laughs> the wife went a little nuts with the eyebrows. It's fine. No, your costume's great. It would win the competition. It's not even Easy. a question. I was just fucking around. Like, I'm going to be a bottle of sriracha sauce. And you guys, like, totally outdid it. It's a great job. You guys look amazing. And I'm like, oh, $12 with a beanie. Oh amazing. Jason Voorhees looks amazing. Last oh, year, man, man. I, last year I was a super trooper. And my fucking mustache wouldn't stay on, so I had to get oh, out of the character. That's right, that's great. And because I wear glasses, I cannot fucking wear the hockey mask the whole time, or I would have done this the whole time. So ah, it still works for me, bro. Good stuff. Jason? You guys are amazing. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at our wrestling channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram? Or Twitter at OWB2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Waylon, Sriracha, and Jason signing <laughs> off from the OWP. You guys have a good one. <laughs>